Hey, what is up, everybody? Welcome back to another edition of the PHNX Rising Show brought to you by the DraftKings Sportsbook app, America's number one sportsbook app. Ramon Chavez checking in here for another show. And as always, Owen Evans over there in the PHNX studios. How you doing, sir? I'm surprised. Like, Ramon, why aren't you here in the PHNX studios? I hear you've got to come over here. You've got something to pick up. I scheduling conflicts. Let's scheduling oh, no. conflicts. This is Ramon's uh, secret Santa gift that he's just got left it lying here. You know, you can tell how much he cares about uh, his coworker <laughs> who has clearly bought that with with love and consideration, and Ramon just leaves it to sit in the office. Like, that's a wonderful picture of uh, Jacob, by the way. I just want to point that out. But to be fair, <laughs> I was there dropping off tamales for a few people, and my present was not available for me to pick up. So it wasn't because I was negligent. It just wasn't there when I was there. But we'll pick it up. I'm going to be there tomorrow. Pick it up. But thank you for the picture and roasting me. Thank you. <laughs> oh, man. Uh, no Max today. He uh, He's doing uh, his, his thing tonight. So hopefully he'll be back next week for uh, to join us here at PHNX Rising, in case you were wondering. Um, but, yeah, great show for you all today. Got lots to talk about. Hey, Owen, did you, like, for, you know, do you remember, like, what happened last weekend? It's like the world no, cup final. No, like no, I, so I, the, I didn't remember what happened on the weekend at all. What are we talking about, Ramon? Yeah, it was I feel like it's been an eternity this week. I think, you know, but anyway, we're gonna talk about that because we haven't touched on it. But also rising, they've been doing a lot of work this week. I know a lot of people are taking with a week off, you know, and the holidays are coming up, but rising is hard at work. So shout out to them. A lot, a lot of new signings, and there's also some departures. So we're gonna uh, unfortunately, talk about that as well. But uh, let's get started, Owen. Let's. What do you want to talk about? Who's leaving? Who's coming in? What are you feeling today? Let's talk about who's leaving first. Let's start with the negatives and then build to the positive. There you go. I like that. I like that. All right. So uh, let's start with Joey Calistri. Joey Calistri announced yesterday that he is retiring from mm-hmm. the game of football, soccer. Uh, that was a surprise to me. I don't know if you had heard something you know down the grapevine but i felt like he had at least maybe another season that he could play and be and be a contributing member i know I, I was a little bit critical of his play last year just because he is the utility man i feel like he you know doesn't necessarily specialize in everything so uh in in, in anything i mean but i feel like he could still maybe contribute off the bench but that that was a big, big surprise for me how did you feel about that i think the thing about joey calistri more than more than anything is just that he is very, very hard to replace just that versatility. And that's something that look at a higher level. Is it necessarily the be all and end all that someone can be that kind of versatile? Maybe not. But at this level, when you're dealing with limited squad sizes, you're dealing with perhaps bigger restrictions on travel. You know, when you set out to a road game, you're flying halfway across the country, you're taking the team that you have in your A team to that game. You're not taking a bigger squad. You're not able to make late changes. And Mm -hmm. so in that sense, Kalistri is really, to be perfectly frank, invaluable at this kind of a level. At the same time, I do take your point on board. Look, he's not necessarily the biggest specialist the best player at any given position i'm just a little bit disappointed because i feel like he's someone who you know that no matter where he has to play 
he can probably play it or he can at least free somebody else up to play in a different mm-hmm. position. And so when you look at it in that sense, he's a guy who really lets you when you go to a tough game, no matter what happens, injuries, cards, anything like that, you don't have to hugely deviate from the game plan because you've got a guy who can play in so many different positions. Maybe you rejig stuff around a little bit, but you're not, completely having to change up and go okay we're moving people around on the field we're changing positions because Mm -hmm. ultimately the formation can't work with the players that we have available at our disposal so so i'm disappointed i feel at the same time it doesn't come as a huge shock to me not necessarily because i've been told anything um although of course we do know there are the departures haven't finished it's why there haven't been as many announcements of returning players perhaps as you'd expect but it doesn't surprise me because when you get to this kind of a point and this kind of a league and at his kind of an age, you start to question how much longer it can be worth it. Um, and for that reason, I'm not hugely shocked that if Rising was to say, well, mm, we're not too interested in picking you up next year, I'm not too surprised that he would rather hang up the boots, then go through the process all over again of, of moving somewhere else, especially because, as Michael is pointing out in the chat, actually, he does have the real estate stuff on the side. So he's got a, a career building up and he's licensed here. And it's in some ways can be easier to kind of just step back from the football as as hard as that can be. Um, to give that up, it, it can make sense a lot more for players at this level sometimes. You reach that stage with a club and you say, okay, that's let's let's end it here and move on to the next chapter of life. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Uh, on social media, a lot of his former teammates, you know, reposted his uh his Instagram uh post that you know kind of announcing his retirement. But everything that I've heard about him is is great. Exemplary locker room player. This is the guy that you want in that locker room, even Juan. Gara mentioned him when he, when we got to um, to talk to him a few months ago that he was one of the hardest working guys. Came in, did his job, even though there was maybe not a chance for him necessarily starting. You know, he's still putting that one hundred and ten percent on on during the practice time. So, this is the guy that you want to be part of your team. Unfortunately, he is leaving, but you know, I, I think he's leaving great memories with Phoenix Rising, especially all the the clutch Kalistri stuff that he did, especially in and against New Mexico, Mexico killer. Joey, you may see a killer. Worth noting, actually, if you're going to point out there with the the outpouring of support, obviously a lot of it from fans, but also from his teammates. You see some of the comments, things like the the fact that Joey is the kind of guy you have to have a Joey Kalistri in your locker room. And you see his teammates saying that kind of thing. It says something about who he is, what he has brought to this team, and just the kind of force that he is behind the scenes as well. A guy who gives it his all. Again, he's been a bench player for a while here. I mean, pretty much since arriving. He's never really been the first choice guy, has he? But he's always delivered in those important moments. He's a guy who you knew in a tight game, you needed a goal, chuck him on and let him just hammer them. And he did, and he had a success with that. Yeah, definitely. And he'll definitely be missed. 
uh, around the team. So uh, best of luck in uh, the real estate, uh, Joey, if you're listening. <laughs> uh, happy to have uh, covered your games here and, and rising and wish you the best moving forward and happy retirement. Yeah, Ramon, Ramon might be calling you for some uh, real estate advice in the future, I'm sure. Uh, I am looking for a house. You're right. Next, next, um, time, he, next time he's making a move, it's... Uh... Might not be too happy. Joey Kalisha. Shout out to Harry in the chat. I haven't seen you in a minute. Good, sir. Thank you for joining us here. And yes, it is chilly over there in uh, San Antonio. That's what I'm heard. So stay warm, stay safe over there. Uh, it's 65 and 70 over here, so we're we're chilling. But you know, I'm in short sleeves. I've not got a jacket on at all. I haven't had a jacket outside. Like. Uh, yeah, I always appreciate Harry here in the chat. Uh, speaking of New Mexico, uh, Owen, we got a transfer new uh, news. Um, we got transfer news earlier in the week in regards to Santi Moore. Um, and yeah. you, know, you can kind of provide the details, but Santi Moore moving to New Mexico, joining Greg Hurst. Uh, not a lot of people are not happy about this because it is New Mexico. There is kind of that rivalry between the two teams. So for another player to go over there and especially someone with the story behind you know having already played in new mexico and, and being in phoenix so there's a lot of you know context that has to be applied to this transfer but i am sad to see him go he did not have the best of seasons last year i think we can all agree at that and i was hoping for a rebound season here with rising but uh owen what'd you make of the the trade here the transfer and uh the that international spot that was kind of like the the main uh the main talking point after that transfer yeah, so Rising picked up an international spot for that one. That actually frees up to that move because Santi himself also took up an international spot when he was here with Rising. Look, it's something that I think if we want to compare it to the Greg Hurst move, um, I mean, Michael's brought it up there in the chat, the Greg Hurst move. To me, while Greg Hurst hasn't necessarily established himself, in USL in a way that Santi Moa has, I can see why when you piece all the things together, you could say that Rising got a better deal on the Santi Moa deal than they did for the Greg Hurst deal. Because Santi Moa, while we don't have the specifics, we don't have the numbers, it's very clear, I think, from multiple people that you talk to around the organization that Santi Moa was on a high contract for this level. He was not on a, you know, slightly above average. He wasn't on a kind of, he, he was on a superstar level contract for this league. And so to have New Mexico assume all of the responsibility for what's coming next year and that contract, it's a two-year contract, of course, is good news uh, in some way. It frees things up. It allows Rising to look at alternative ways of going forward. Now, I think that yeah, what Harry said in the chat there, that Santi was overrated, underperformed in feet, I think that's harsh. I think they had a very bad season last year. But when you look at things, and people also point out the first season that Santi was here. That's irrelevant. The first season that Santi was here he started, I believe, nine games, and he picked up a goal or an assist in seven of those nine games, right? He didn't start many games. It was a short season. It was complicated. But last year was obviously a disappointment. 2021, he had a very good year. Can New Mexico get the best out of him going forward? I mean, we'll have to see. 
we will have to see there. But he's coming is a very expensive deal for them, especially because not only has he come as an expensive deal in terms of the the wage they're going to have to pay him, but when you piece things together, they've traded an international slot for Greg Hurst, who's going to take up an international slot. They've traded an international slot for Santi Moa, who is going to take up an international slot. They've effectively lost four international slots of the, I believe, seven the league allocates you at the start of any given year. Of course, they too can can acquire those slots from other teams. It is possible, but it's that's taking up a very big... I mean, it's over half of the international slots that the league allocate them in the first place. And it's gone to Greg Hurst and Santi Mar. Yeah, yeah, that's that's a huge gain, I think, for for Phoenix. The contract side of it, I mean, because, yeah, you, when you're paying that amount of money in USL, it's it, that money could be allocated elsewhere. And unless you're producing and and bringing in those goals year in and year out, I don't think there's any point to pay to pay someone that much of a uh that high of a contract i mean and and look last year I, you know yeah he underperformed uh some people said you know overrated here <laughs> harry in the chat but if you look at the numbers he was you know he was still kind of like the santi more of old but he his go- the goals were just not coming man well the conversion think- rate wasn't up there if you look at his expected yeah. goals it was higher the conversion rate was lower now that then gets into a kind of theoretical discussion when you're talking is that a problem in itself the fact the mm-hmm. conversion rate is down or is the problem the fact that well it's, it's just it's just unlucky it's bad luck and you can have that discussion is it bad luck or is it a genuine downturn and a genuine problem that he's not converting the chances that he he was given hard to tell hard to no, really, you probably want another season now. If if next year his conversion rate remains low, then I'd say you've got a serious problem with Santi Mauer going forward. Yeah. And he's um, not a young player anymore. He 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 would be thirty at that point, you know. And if you're paying that high of a contract, it's he's still not. Well, at that, at that point, you're talking about someone who has gone from a star in the league that is someone who candidate, gets yeah. nominated for MVP that is being used in league partner commercials, his imagery and all of that, uh, to someone who's just another USL player that's not necessarily a big standout. Um, He really needs to rebound this coming season, I think. There's no room for him to be the same player that he was this past year in New Mexico next year for, for his sake now. Because I, I worry that that will seriously diminish his value at a time where his contract will, will be expiring and it'll be effectively back out there and having to look around at what he can get. Yeah, he's playing for his next contract next season, definitely. So he, he has to rebound, especially if he's going to be the focal point of that attack. He definitely has to to come out for them. But wish you the best, Santi. Uh, he was one of the, I think he was the first interview we've had uh, at PHNX he was Rising. the first person we had. He came into the not this PHNX studio, the old oh. PHNX <laughs> studio, and joined oh, yeah, us there. Santi, yeah, always a professional with us. Always a great guy to speak with. So thank you uh, for all that, and wish you the best over there in New Mexico. All right, uh, let's pivot to those signings that we had. Uh, the new one, Argentinian, great player coming from Europe. I think we can all know who I'm talking about. No, it's not messy, but it is Federico Fede Varela. Man, I, when I saw that signing, 
I, my eyes, you know, they popped out because this is not a signing I expected. This is not a signing that I would think a league like USL would make. And for him to be in Phoenix now, that this is a huge get. If you saw the highlight reel that uh, uh, the Phoenix Rising social media accounts posted, this guy looks like the real deal. Uh, Owen, what's your what's your take on this? This is someone who, at least from a team perspective, they're convinced that this is going to turn heads, this move. And I'm not shocked at that fact. I think that you are looking at a player who has clearly got a very good pedigree about him. He has struggled for regular football in recent years. That's the key thing. And it's also why, to an extent, you have to look at the stats with a pinch of salt. You can only ever look at him with a pinch of salt. He's, he's a player that's thought to be very good with the ball at his feet, very good passer. And again, he's played at, he's played in the second division in Spain. He's played in the top division in uh, Turkey, the top division in Bulgaria, the top division in Portugal. You don't get to those positions. You don't play for Porto's reserves. You don't play for you know, various other clubs like these without having some degree of pedigree about you. You just don't. Mm-hmm. And so I know I've seen a few people like, I don't know who this guy is. There's a lot of things. Yeah, great. You didn't know who Solomon Asante was before he arrived, right? No one here is an an expert in Congolese football, the same as they're not an expert in Bulgarian football. But this guy is coming in. You look at the teams he's played for. You look at where he's been. Even without thinking about what he's done on the field, clearly there is something about him. There is something about what he is capable of plausibly it's not on the field on match day maybe it's more on the training ground that they've seen in the past people have seen something in him and that is exciting again you look at the spanish players the players who come from the spanish system that have come here have not played at the level in spain that this guy has or for over 50 appearances in the spanish second division so mm-hmm. I, I i'm excited to see him on the field he's probably to be perfectly frank, the most exciting signing they've made this offseason. Um, you have to leave the jury out a little bit, of course. We we don't want to get too ahead of ourselves. But I, I think this is a player who has a large potential upside, at least. And yeah. I, I'm excited to see him take the field for Rising. Yeah, yeah, and I am as well. You know, it, when you look at his resume, you know, he's 26 years old now. He's he's stuck around in Europe enough for me to agree with you and say, hey, if you can get into these top divisions, yeah, it's not the, the English Premier or, you know, the, you know. Well, you're not Stan- signing a Premier League t- player exactly. to Phoenix exactly. Rise. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, I know who this guy is. Yeah, but that still tells you that this guy's a baller. He sticks around in Europe. You, you, you know, you're saying a lot. You know, this guy's still, you know, a pretty, a pretty good player. And for Rising to bring that type of player – here that tells you you know how how big and and exciting this project should make people um because you know when you get someone like that that first of all is in was in the uh played for porto b and uh in the portuguese second division porto b and porto uh, uh overall they're known for their academy they're known for you know finding prospects and elevating them and eventually uh shipping them off so someone somewhere saw that he uh Varela had a lot of talent and they brought him in, you know. And it, you know, if you play for Porto, you're not just there to, to goof around. You're there because you have something and you know they they believe in you. And so he's bounced around a little bit, but you know, I, I feel he still can contribute. And I think 
like you're saying, this is a, a very huge signing for this organization. And I'm very much looking forward to what, what he can do in 2023. I'd also like to just hop into the chat here with Michael mentioning about John Baccaro, who, of course, also played in Bulgaria. He played after he'd been with Phoenix Rising. Slight difference here. Both of those players went to Sofia, but uh, John Baccaro went to Slavia Sofia. They're a very mid-table team in Bulgaria. Okay, Fede was with CSKA Sofia. This is one of the big hitter like title contenders of football clubs in Bulgaria. He was with a team that are playing in European competitions year in, year out, because that's who CSKA Sofia are. I mean, when you look at it, they've won the Bulgarian top division. 31 times they've won the Bulgarian Cup. Uh, they're a team that have made it to the semi finals of the European Cup, as it was known then, the Champions League. Now, this is a big club, exactly. <laughs> it's like, so that's why I'm like, you know, why, why are people, you know, saying, Oh, who's this guy? This guy has some pedigree about him, that's what I'm saying. So, it's, it's an exciting signing, and you know, we'll see what happens, but. Uh, I'm excited about this one, Owen, and we'll talk about this a little bit more uh, a little bit later on. But yeah, when I saw this, woo, you, you should be excited for this one. Um, all right, Owen, is that that's pretty much it, right, for the signings this week? And that's it. I mean, there's more news to come, I'm sure, in the coming weeks. The the squad is still thin at this point. Um, I can count on two hands how many players Phoenix Rising have confirmed will be here next season. Well, at least so, they're not in Las Vegas, right? So, but <laughs> that was rough, man. I haven't seen any signs for them. I don't know what's going on with that, but hey, they just dump them late. They dump them late. They're not really sure what they're doing. I don't think in Vegas at the moment. The thing about Vegas is that transitioning out of being a reserve team for LAFC, that's a tough transition. It'll You're effectively a starting a brand new team. Um, hey, it's it is what it is. I mean, there was other transfer news around USL today. You look at some of the the moves that are being made. I mean, it's mentioned there by Michael actually that uh, Juan Carlos Azacar going to San Antonio. Now, that's an interesting move. Yeah. Very That's what good. We kind of thought maybe it was gonna come into rising. Um, but well, people yeah. were throwing it around. I I think yeah, <laughs> we, early doors it sounded like well, people will say, Oh, it's another Venezuelan. We are possibly expecting another Venezuelan to show up. It's it wasn't going to be him. Um <laughs> I mean, look, it, it's it's a very good move for the champions, and knowing that they are already keeping a good core from their team last year that won the USL title, and they're still going to supplement it with players like Juan Carlos Azucar. That's a really, really good move for them. And I mean, even looking at some of the other ones, Speedy Williams on the move today going to Colorado Springs. Other yep. teams in the Western Conference are making moves, and it's going to be out, a man. tough year. This is going to be mm -hmm. a tough year because the Western Conference is stacking up. Of course, Colorado Springs is splashing the cash. They got it from the Haji Barry transfer, sending him over to Egypt. But it's going to be a tough year. And the expectations are still high. I don't think you can drop your expectations for Phoenix Rising. This organization has the building blocks of someone who should be competing for the title every year. They should be... They should not aim... I'll say this. They should not aim any less than to be the Louisville of the Western Conference. 
but mm-hmm. doesn't mean it's going to be easy. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Um, Owen, let's take a quick break here and talk about our friends at Bad Birdie. If you guys are like me and you're the worst procrastinator there is when it comes to Christmas gifts and even picking up your Christmas gifts, Bad Birdie is the way to go. You know, they got some amazing styles on their website. Even if you're not a golf fan, you know, or you're getting into golf like me, Bad Birdie is a great gift for that person in your life that you you want them to look good, you know? So I always see Max with his polos when we're doing the show around the office, and I'm like, I got to get I got to get some of those posts because because Max be looking good in those looking fly. So because they're looking for some uh, stuff to buy for Bad Birdie, uh, you guys can go to their website, badbirdiegolf.com. You can use the promo code PHNX Sports 1515 for 15 percent off at badbirdiegolf.com. And they got, you know, they got bucket hats. They got, you know, the gloves there. You got all types of menswear that you guys can buy uh, over there. And so if you guys haven't checked it out, visit and women's wear. And women's wear. Thank and you, women's uh, polos, too. Oh. Thanks for helping you with that one, Leah. Thank you, Leah. Yeah, so, yeah. So everybody's included in this. So you, you guys got to go and check it out. You got to look good if you're out there golfing. And if you're just, you know, strutting about, you guys got to check it out. So uh, again, um, visit them at birdiegolf.com. Use the promo code PHNX Sports15 for 15% off your next order. Cool, cool, cool. All right. Uh, Owen, uh, are you a big Christmas time guy? Are you into the, the season and the festivities? Well, to me, Christmas is more about this half the time than that's, that's it's kind of how Christmas goes. Back home, like, I mean, <laughs> 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 thanks, Ramon. Thanks for the vote of confidence. I mean, uh, we, we all like a bit of Christmas, don't we? A bit of just uh, festive cheer. I like it. I like it for sure, for sure. Um, and so, in the spirit of the holidays, Owen, you know, you and I uh, came up with the idea of writing our very own letter to Santa. And, and asking him for stuff that we want for Phoenix Rising next year. We know right? that Santa wears red, so he's clearly a Phoenix Rising fan. Clearly, clearly. So he better have He doesn't a, like New Mexico. No, he's not wearing yellow, that's for sure. No. But uh, yeah, we both wrote you know, our wishes to Santa, and hopefully they come true. So uh, who should we start with? With, uh, with your list? We're going to start list? with you, Ramon. Let's start with your letter to Santa. All right, here's my letter right there. If you can't see it, you're listening to us after the live show. I'm going to read it out for you. Dear Santa, this year for Christmas, Navidad, I want, number one, a big name signing. That's right. I want a brand name, a brand new player, huge name. I want them to be wearing Phoenix Rising Red next season. And I also want sellout crowds. You know, we're going to have that new uh, uh, setup over there in 38th Street in Washington. I want... All the fans to get in there, have a great time, and and just sell out, sell out the every single game this season. I want, I want to see that. And number three, I want the return of dollar beer night. Hopefully, inflation hasn't gotten to this because it might be two dollar beer night, but still good nonetheless. But if we could keep it at dollar beer night, it'd be fantastic. And that's all I want, Santa. Thank you so much from Ramon. So here's my question: We need to talk about your list first of all. Here, um, Big name signing. Does the signing of Federico Varela this week meet big name for you? Has Santa so, come early? Yeah, yeah, a little bit early, yeah. But I don't think he's that guy. You know, he's a great player, has the resume, is coming from Europe, but he hasn't played in the USL. He's maybe not familiar with the league, with the setup. So I don't think he's that huge signing that I'm kind of – you know, wanting for this team. You know who I want? And I've talked about him several times. He's out there You're going to say Danny Trejo. That is right. Danny Trejo. I want him to be a member of Phoenix Rising next season. 
there's random Twitter accounts reporting <laughs> that he's in a Wait, you know, I, Anyway, uh, I'm just going to create a Twitter account tonight. I'm going to call it USL Transfer Expert. Uh, all follow me and retweet. I'm just going to start. Maybe maybe it can be a bot if Elon wasn't banning bots. We could just tr- tweet a random USL player's name and a random USL club. And, uh, I'll, pay, I'll pay for your blue check mark if you do that. <laughs> You'll pay for the blue check mark. I mean, that's good enough that's for me. That's true. Um, but yeah, like Michael is saying here in the chat, he has a trial with DC United. Uh, we don't know if this information is verifiable. It was just there on Twitter. So just take this with a grain of salt. But that Twitter account also went on to say that if that trial does not go well, he's not able to get a, a contract over there with DC United. Phoenix Rising, among other organizations, uh, they're they're waiting uh, to, to sign Mr. Danny Trejo. And I would love him to be here in the Valley. There's a guy that you know I, I feel like wasn't given an opportunity over there in LA FC. That team is, has huge talent. Not to say that Danny Trejo is not talented, but it's it's going to be hard to crack through that rotation. So if he can be here, he definitely has a talent, and he can be that that huge signing that I'm looking for. Yeah, and I mean Dollar BNI is the first. Every, anytime you ever have any conversation, I'm jumping to your last point now. Anytime you ever have any conversation with anyone, Phoenix Rising, I swear the first thing they always come up with is. Dollar B and I, and it's like, yeah, it's not happened for a while. I mean, I know from a team perspective, they do want it to happen. And the thing about this move to 38th and Washington versus the old move to Wild Horse Pass is that it does open up more opportunities for the team to kind of do what they want. There's less restriction in some ways. In some ways, of course, there's more restriction in others. But... Mm. In some ways, there is less restriction, and I feel like this is one where there's a possibility. Now, I'm, I, I, you didn't note on the inflation. It wouldn't shock me personally if it was the price was more than a dollar. Um, but two dollar beer night would still be. It's still cheap beer. Yeah. And the key thing about it, right? Whether people like, I know some people didn't like the atmospheres. There were times where. This got a little bit different. You had a little bit of a different crowd would sometimes be there on those nights. Mm-hmm. And, of course, there was concerns about people throwing cans and things like that. That happened in the past. Of course, we actually saw a, a match abandoned after that kind of an incident at one stage. Um was the last win of Rising's 20-game win streak, if I'm not mistaken, mm-hmm. against LA Galaxy 2. Uh, the match was abandoned in the 81st minute, but um, I'm hoping I'm right with that one now. Please, someone look me up and check the minute. If I was correct, I'm uh, I'm happy with that. But yeah. it's still a really big opportunity for the club. When you're playing in a 10,000-seater stadium, you struggle sometimes to get the big crowd. That kind of like cheap BNI, you're on the light rail. You can make it a really good night. And that's one big thing here. In the old stadium, where you kind of had to drive to get there, there was a, there were serious questions about whether as well, from, from the club's perspective, would it really be ethical to host a like dollar beer night type thing where you were encouraging everyone to get absolutely hammered? And people do. We, we've been at those dollar beer night yeah. games in the past. People get hammered. And, uh, and then say, well, you kind of have to drive home because there's no other option. That's gone here. 
Now, you're on a position with light rail, bus routes. You're also in the very center of town anyway, so Ubers, lifts, much yeah. easier to come by than they were when you were out in the sticks. Bring it on. Let's make it a very, very wet stadium. That's what I'm saying. And uh, if you guys were not able to read the, the article today in, uh, in the USL Championship website, uh, Nick Murray talked about this move to the new stadium. And and like you were saying, uh, Owen, he said that there's you know, more of a chance for pregame and postgame activities in, in this new site. So, and I'm very excited about that because I understand we're there for the love of soccer and, and the game and football, but for, for the casual fan, they're just there to enjoy an event and entertainment, you know, and I think Bobby Dooley is the one that mentioned it on the, on the article as well, that they're in the entertainment business as well, that they want to entertain these fans and, and have a great time while, while they're there. So bring it on, man. Let's, let's bring it back. Dollar beer night. Let's do it. Let's do it. But I mean, you, you're actually right as well. Something else that was mentioned uh, in the conversation about kind of, okay, what happens? Tailgating might come. They could be tailgating. I know for some people, that's a really exciting prospect. Yeah. Haven't been able to do that on tribal land in the past. Could it change? Right. Apparently, it's going to be me up next. You know what? Actually, I'm going to flick back. There was a comment. Um, I just want to comment on Michael's comment about Welsh Christmas tradition before we move on to my letter, actually. You're thinking about the Mary Lloyd, which is not a, um, like, skull on a door, but it does involve a skull. Um, people don't really do this, but it's like an old tradition thing whereby it's kind of like caroling, right? You know, people go around door to door, but they do it with a the Mary Lloyd, which is a um, like horse skull with a big cloth, and you go around and you 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 kind of engage in this like song thing where you're asking people to give you entry into their house. And then the person in the house also has to rebut that in song. And then you keep going back and forth and back and forth. And eventually the person in the house, they lose it, has to relent and let you in and you raid their beer and food. Um, I mean, I, okay. I, I, t- I, told, I told you Christmas. It's... <laughs> but anyway. Oh, my goodness. Anyway, let's move on because apparently I've got a letter as well for what I want to see this year. And here is what I went with. I want to see number one. I want to see a playoff run. I feel as though last year was rough. This year, the team has to make it into the playoffs, but that's not enough. That's not enough in a world where USL lets eight out of 12 teams in the Western Conference into the playoffs. We need to see a playoff run. And quite frankly, I want to see at least one of those games at home as well. Number two, community engagement. This is something that, a lot of people last year felt was a bit lacking. There was some work, of course. We saw the team going out. Particularly, they made trips out to the west side in Phoenix. There was various school events out there. That was good. Good stuff to see. But we need to see more. We need to see more this year. It was something that was really begged up in the council meeting when they voted through uh, Phoenix Rising to get the lease for this spot of land to, to play their games here in Phoenix. Um, and that's something that I think they really need to push on. We need to see a lot more of. I know some of the season ticket holders who I've spoken to feel really good as well about what they had on Tuesday. They had a question and answer session with the general manager, with the head coach. That feels good to them. That's good. That's the one branch of the community engagement. The other branch being the engagement with the locals that aren't necessarily in Phoenix Rising. I want to see more of that. And then number three, 
double over New Mexico United. We're, we're just leaving it at that because, quite frankly, when you send a player, you send two players in this case, over to New Mexico United after what happened last season, after the mm. amount that you will hear people behind the scenes willing to talk about where things went wrong last season with that game that was played in New Mexico United, you've got more than enough material. I want to see this Phoenix Rising team do the double and do the double comfortably over New Mexico United, and they had better be up for those games because I tell you what, the fans are up for those games. The players had better be up for those games because the fans are expecting at least an attempt at that double themselves. I'm remembering the uh, the Open Cup game where Greg Hurst was the one that scored against New Mexico <laughs> and then he waved them. waved them off. He and waved them over there. off. Yeah, he waved them off. Cluster of fans they had up in the top corner. He scores to give Rising the lead, and he just waves at the New Mexico fans. That was, I think, I gave that as my highlight of the year, didn't I? As yeah, yeah, because (laughs) that that was an amazing game. I think it was in it went to extra time, if I recall correctly. No, Uh, no, or it was late in the game. Uh, No, Valley United went to extra time. That's right. That's right. New Mexico, they'd equalize. Uh, it was one all regardless, and then mm. Rising scored with maybe about 15 minutes to go. Yeah, and that was great because we were right there in that press box, and he scored right on our end, and he's just waving them off. But just another storyline that we have now against New Mexico heading into next year. But uh, I like the list, Owen. I like it. I think Santa better come through with that one because the, the number two one as well, the community engagement, that's something that I'm huge about because that neighborhood – really needs to be engaged and and uh with this new project that's going on and i really want rising to be reaching out you know there's the community college that's literally right in front of them i'm I'm hoping that they have connections with them already and and the rest of the neighborhood so they can really involve that community and and make it um a really great atmosphere over there on 38th street in washington so santa come through man come through with that really want that um oh and let's take a quick break and talk about DraftKings. if you guys haven't downloaded the app make sure to do so i know the world cup is done man and now we're in this like a little bit of a depression you know <laughs> um but you guys can still make some money with DraftKings. you guys can bet on the nba if you guys want to and if you're new to DraftKings, you can download the app now you and if you sign up with the promo code phnx you can place a five dollar pregame money line bet on any nba team to win their game and get $150 in free bets if they do. And, and remember, that's the code PHNX only at DraftKings Sportsbook. Minimum age and eligibility restrictions apply. Make sure make sure to check out the show notes for details. Um, but yeah, make sure to download them. And the Premier League is back this weekend. Uh, we had some... Um, Who cares? Who cares? We care. We care. No more, no, no more yeah. Ronaldo in the English Premier. So less... less the, I, I don't really have to wake up for every game now, but... Uh, a lot of great matchups this week. Uh, wait, you, you only watched because of Cristiano Ronaldo? No, that was a big part of it, yeah. especially the Really? Sport. Really? Yeah. That, was, that was the only yeah. reason you watched? If some washed-up uh, yeah. guy who would go lose to Morocco, you know, going down the tunnel, FIFA uh, cameras following yeah. him, he's crying. Trying to brought it up. Um, <laughs> I mean, there's a lot more things that I could say about Cristiano Ronaldo, but I'm going to choose not to. Yeah. Oh, but yes, the Premier League is back. Uh, <laughs> one game that I would keep an eye out if you want to make some money. This is my my pick. Uh, Leicester versus Newcastle. I take Newcastle on that plus 120 right now on the DraftKings Sportsbook app. So make sure to make that pick. Hopefully get some money. Ball out and have some extra cash for, for Christmas gifts. Or maybe for something for you. Maybe you want to buy yourself something. Or 
you know, make more bets on the DraftKings Sportsbook app. Would you like right, to hear my uh, pick on the DraftKings Sportsbook app again? Let's do it. What you got? So uh, I'm going to take Manchester United to win the Premier League, and I'll tell you why. Because oh, personally, I feel like putting money down and losing money. Why? Why? Okay, we got something else across. We got Ronaldo. You got Man U. What, what, what you got? I was about to go into the usual like spin about it, and I realized it wasn't loading on my phone quick enough to be able to give you the actual odds on it, and so I just uh, kind of had to cut that short. Look at that. Appreciate. I was gonna give the usual explanation of how the odds work, which is. Yeah, I mean, you can you can personally make into that whatever you will, but um, hold on a minute, maybe I've got it now finally. Yeah, so again, this is why personally I'd go for Manchester United at the moment. If you look at them, they're plus five thousand, which means if you bet a hundred dollars, you lose a hundred dollars. Such a hater, man. Such a hater. who are you taking to win? Come on, then, Ramon, give me give me your winner of the Premier League. Who's winning it? I think Man City's got the song. Man City, what a yeah. what a really like the, the minus two fifty. Talk about a cowardly bet there. <laughs> it's, to win it's the a bad league. time to be a Man U fan right now. We're retooling. Hopefully, in the next two years, we can win. We'll Haven't see. they been retooling for how many years for now? Over fifteen years. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's, that's fun. That's fun being <laughs> Pretty much since Ferguson retired, it's just been retooling. Like. Yeah. Yeah, thanks Thanks for reminding me. Anyway, let's talk about something fun. <laughs> Last Sunday, the World Cup final happened. France versus Argentina. We gave our predictions the week before that. Uh, I think we... I wanted France to win. It looked like they had no chance after those first two Argentina goals. But then after the 80th minute, Kylian Mbappe came through. First with the penalty, then with one of the best goals that I've seen in the World Cup overall and and tied it up and sent it into extra time. Two more goals in extra time, uh, one, one by either team, by both teams, and then uh, penalties. And that's where Argentina was able to get the W and uh, get Lionel Messi his World Cup title. So, Owen, you were, uh, what were you watching it over there? You are in, uh, in a bar, right? Yeah, we were over at a bar in Tempe. Uh, Max was also there. It was a, you know what, Max, if Max was here with us now, I'm sure he'd be bragging about the fact that he said that Argentina were going to win on penalties. Um, But, hey, I I personally, you know, I'm just going to say that it's fitting, I think, that Messi gets his World Cup. He's a player that, individually probably deserves it he's also ramon i want to hear what's your opinion so messi's a better player than ronaldo is he i I feel like you may have expressed some some opinions about this uh with the the messi against ronaldo thing in the past i may have tweeted something while not in the right mind state so i'll be may have tweeted i don't know because you had a lot of thoughts beforehand didn't you you had a lot of thoughts beforehand didn't you as well I don't want to talk about that, but yeah. <laughs> no, no, come on. So tell me more. Tell me more about Ronaldo. Yeah, you you think he's a better player he's, than he's Messi? He's a great player, man. One of the top, definitely top five. <laughs> really, really? Yeah. You think that Ronaldo is a great player? One of the top five. I like the fact that when we're supposed to be celebrating Messi, you know, you, your your mind is still going to Ronaldo. So I, well, of I course it is. Yeah. That. Look at it this way. Look at it this way. Salt Bay got his hands on a World Cup more than Cristiano Ronaldo has. It's so annoying. <laughs> um, but I think they're like investigating him or something. I don't really, I don't really care. But uh, but yeah, Messi got his his hand on the trophy. Uh 
Owen, is this the best final of all time? Best World Cup final? Something that I don't think any of us can really say for the simple reason that no one really, or very few people live long enough to experience the number of World Cup finals you need to be able to describe it as that, right? This is a tournament that goes back to 1930. I don't personally want to go back. I can say that it's the best World Cup final I've seen in my lifetime. I think yeah. that's a fair enough one. I think when people start talking about the all-time things for like an individual game, it's hard to tell. You just, you can't be there. You can't be there about a game in the past where you already know the result and all of that. Yeah. You just can't be. If there was a free draw in 30 years' time, people will be saying the exact same thing, mm -hmm. okay? It doesn't mean it was better or it was worse. I mean, it could be any kind of result, really. People will make the same argument in 30 years' time and say, doesn't mean it was better or worse. We don't know. Um, it's hard to so compare. talking about the last 30 years then, you know, of what I assume is what we lived through. Uh, I think the closest final you could say is maybe the 94 one, like Italy, Brazil, maybe because I went to penalties, and then Italy, France in 2006. Ramon, you're picking a final that's before I was born. I'm saying 30 years because I'm close to 30. That's what I'm saying. I I still remember a little bit, but it's. I think you can uh, you can compare it to one of those. But I, overall, I think it was a, an outstanding game, and that's what I really wanted. Phenomenal for that. For game. To be, uh, like great on the pitch, storylines, you know, drama. Tense moments, great plays, individual performance. We got it all. We got it all. We can, you know, you know what's the most hilarious thing about this? And I, Jay, I, I, well, no, the most hilarious thing about this is the fact that it preempted NFL on Fox and you just got to see the uh, yeah. certain people just having a meltdown on Twitter that arguably is some of the greatest football that we have seen with such a high stakes uh, was preempting them watching people talk about just yeah, you gotta watch the Jets, like, man. You yeah, oh, they, they weren't even watching a game. They were complaining they wouldn't see people talking about it in the studio. But I think the best thing about it was that maybe for like the first 70 minutes, it felt like it was the opposite of anything that we could say would be the greatest game of football that we'd seen. Mm -hmm. And then stuff just changed. The penalty changes things. You have that goal just like, what, 90 seconds after the ball hits the back of the net for the penalty? There's level, and suddenly it's like, okay, this is different. Um, I mean, extra time, first half of extra time was cagey as well a little bit. That second half of extra time, I didn't want it to end. Right, I love penalties. Is it neutral? I love watching yeah. kicks from the mark. I love it. It's. I think when you are a neutral, it's one of the most exciting, like five ten minutes you can have. Um, when you're involved, it's a completely different question. <laughs> no one wants to see their own team go to kicks from the mark, but and yeah, I didn't want it to end. That last fifteen minutes, that second half of extra time was just. Yeah phenomenal and it was the best some of the best players in the world doing what they do best at such with such high stakes and so tight that quite frankly it it was phenomenal and i think if you didn't enjoy watching that you you really need to reevaluate your idea of your enjoyment of sport and all of that to be honest quite frankly yeah it, it was amazing even when messi scored in the in the extra time period you still knew that France kept had a on side by a guy's behind. Yeah, that yeah, was. But yeah, 
it's a it's a it's a gift and a curse uh to have a big butt but <laughs> but but yeah it's it, it, it was such a great atmosphere even my girlfriend was like look she she watches soccer just because i like i like it you know but she's like this is amazing this is a, a huge game everybody's so on board everybody's so excited everybody else that's not like in qatar is talking about it on social media because it's such an amazing game and and everything that was going on everyone just wanted to be involved and 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 i love that so uh a great end to to the world cup and we saw all the celebrations in argentina <laughs> that was insane in buenos aires i think like five million showed up to to the parade uh for, for them to celebrate the world cup so it, it's insane man how much passion there is around the the world when it comes to football and soccer utterly utterly phenomenal i i genuinely dare anyone um leah please don't intervene here this is the best spot in the world i'm sorry no one is and the show early i was not gonna argue it i've actually argued gotten arguments with jesse from d because he doesn't like soccer and I, like i'm not gonna sit here and say i'm a soccer fan but i can appreciate the world cup and i can appreciate the magnitude of soccer globally and that it is the most popular sport in the world so, yeah, but both Canada and Wales got to it this time, which we normally never do. So we, we could have never said that before. So before. We and guess what, away. y'all? Canada will be back in 2026 when the World Cup. I'm not so convinced. Wow, well, they yeah, they qualify as a host. I'm not convinced Wales will be there, but we'll see. Uh, we'll, we'll see. Hopefully, hopefully. <laughs> uh, but yeah, 2026. Looking forward now uh, to it's coming to North America, Canada, the U.S., and Mexico are hosting. Uh, that's going to be something. I'm still not a fan of this 4018 business. I understand they have to have more games, I guess, but I, I'm just not a fan of that, especially the three team groups. I, I don't Did know. Did you how see the suggestion? Work. Not only because they're talking about going to 14 groups, which would mean kind of like being the Euros, but doubled where you have those third place teams getting out. Or, or if you want to yeah. take it the other way, I suppose you could say it would be the. Uh, Copa America, but like four times that again. Um, yeah. So you have the third place teams getting out. I saw a suggestion that was actually really good. Um, I can't remember. Who took, I think it was someone from uh, Yahoo, actually. Um, a writer for them uh, suggested this one, whereby you'd still only have the top two teams from each group, but the top eight group winners would get a buy through the first knockout round. I like okay. that for two like reasons. That. Number one, it doesn't let too many teams out of the group. You still got the drama of the knowing only the top two get out, but it also then sets up a situation whereby gr- people who have already qualified by match day three can't rest. They can't rest on their levels. They have to go and still push for it on that final match day. There's no messing about dropping half your team because you know you're already through and you don't really care. You just wanted to rest. You yeah. want to get past because you want to get that bye week, bye game. Um, yeah. I like it. I I think if you're going to do 48 teams, best way you can do it. But I'm not sure they're going to yeah. go that way, unfortunately. Yeah. No, I don't think so as well. But I think adding that wrinkle of like the buy game would be great because you also get a little bit of extended, I guess, rest. And we've seen what well, can happen. Well, that's the benefit for saying you go at it in that third game, isn't it? Like, Yeah, definitely. So, I mean, we'll see. We'll see. We never know what FIFA does. Infantino just wakes up one day and he he makes a, a club World Cup every four years. So, uh, <laughs> I don't know. I don't know what's going Sounds on. Sounds like it's sitting the social media platform at the moment. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> And uh, yeah, Elon was at the at the final. Actually, he was at the final. Apparently, Elon Musk was there. 
That's true. That's true. All right, y'all. It's been a great show. I think after the show, I need some relaxing. And, you know, it's been a long week, Christmas week. I feel like the holidays sometimes like make me tense up. So, you know, what I like to do is hang out with uh, uh, some uh, with my friends, you know, my family and also enjoy some OGs because OGs, you know, relaxes you, has great flavors, tropical. The sleepy time that Max is a, a, a fan of he usually has it by his bed. He's shown us in, in past uh, shows, but um, it, it's amazing. You know, if you need to go to sleep, they got the, the microdose options as well that people enjoy. Uh, but it's great. If you guys haven't tried it, definitely check them out. Um, you guys can check them out online on their website, ogsbrands.com. And as always, you can find them at your local dispensary. And remember, guys, you must be 21 years or older to enjoy. Check them out. If you haven't, if you waited all year to check them out, this is the time. You're going to be home, I, I assume, with uh, enjoying the holiday. So, you know, relax with some OGs. It's a great time. Awesome. And I uh, just want to remind everybody as well that uh, we will be having, uh, you know, a, a great event starting to, to kick off the year. Uh, next year um, and we want you there so join us at the phnx at the inaugural phnx tea party at dobson ranch golf course uh owen you will not be there but if you guys want to hang out unfortunately unfortunately um but yeah if you guys want to join us there it's going to be happening on friday january 13th we're going to be having a phnx sense uh watch party over there and it's going to be presented by our friends at four peaks brewing company it's going to be a great time food and drink merch contests prizes and if you guys want to be a part of this it's 45 dollars per person 36 dollars for diehards this is why you want to be a diehard you get these discounts like this and also 160 dollars per foursome and 120 dollars for diehards and kids 10 and under play free and we're also gonna have a free youth clinic all this stuff is happening january 13th 5 30 p.m be there or be square it's gonna be an amazing time over there and you get to hang out with all of us not only with phnx rising but the rest of the shows it's gonna be an amazing time and like i said i'm learning how to play golf i want to get more into it so this is a perfect opportunity you know to get some some swings there improve my game and it's going to be a fanta- uh, fantastic time. So uh, if you guys want to join us, check the link in the description to reserve your spot right now. And for our diehards, make sure to check out our Discord for your special link where you're going to save 20% on this awesome event. So make sure to join us there. It's going to be a great, great time. And of course, there'll yeah. be four peaks beer. So Oh, that's that's another plus. Yeah. You said it was good? What is it? What you got? Uh, this one is the Cool Beans. It's a vanilla coffee porter. Oh, I'll be honest. Okay. I hadn't heard of this until I looked for it in the fridge over there, and then I found yeah. it, and it's it's very nice. Yeah, sounds so, interesting. Uh, yeah, yeah, you can find the uh, Cool Beans vanilla coffee porter from Four Peaks. Good stuff. That is right. Good, good stuff. It's Owen approved. That's the highest mm-hmm. seal of approval you can get. Very high ceiling of approval, right? There's a lot yeah. of things that I don't approve, um, <laughs> but football players among them but i tell you what this beer good stuff good stuff <laughs> good stuff there you go um all right I y'all, thank judging you, you like i judged max for what he was drinking the other night Ooh, i want to hear this i'm not going to comment on what he was drinking but he was <laughs> if you're judging he him knows i was judging him there you go there you go um all right y'all thank you so much for joining us tonight we are wrapping up we will be back next week for another show to wrap up the year an amazing 2022 thank you so much for joining us i, I do mean it if you're listening to us after the fact or or live right now that we i i really appreciate you guys tuning in week in and week out you maybe you're listening to us at work on your way to work at home relaxing doing the dishes however you're listening to us and supporting us throwing in those likes and going to these events we really appreciate you here at phnx because you make it 
you know, worth it for us to be here and, and talk about, you know, the sports that we love. And and it's always a great time to share it with people here. So thank you so much for for uh, to all of you. Uh, shout out to our producer, Leah. Thank you so much for helping us today. Uh, Sean over here in the chat as well. But thank you so much, guys. We will see you next week. Take care.